In today's show, Bitcoin price jumps the two-week highs on Grayscale versus the SEC. Bitcoin ETF win. That's right. Breaking news in that Grayscale wins the SEC lawsuit to approve their Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States. We'll also be sharing breaking news. Uh, X is now licensed to transfer, store, and exchange Bitcoin and digital assets for its users, as well as breaking news. BitBoy Crypto got fired from his own YouTube channel. Why is that? We'll be breaking this down. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin flashing bullish signal that previously preceded a 214% rally, according to macro guru Raul Pao, as well as Bitcoin may hit $100,000 per coin by capturing even 2 to 5% of the gold market cap, according to HUT8. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin permable Max Kaiser predicting the Bitcoin price to skyrocket to $1 million per coin, quoting him here. So even 1% of that multi-hundred trillion dollar funds available moves the needle on Bitcoin and it moves up considerably. So if we get into the five to ten percent range, then you start to really see it raise ahead to the seven-figure price predictions that people have been making, including myself, because Bitcoin is an asset class. And also quoting him here, Bitcoin has already and will continue to outperform everything else so spectacularly by a hundred X or more that anyone holding fiat, stocks, bonds, gold, and all of the ish coins, property, etc., will literally be impoverished. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts. Net. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch. Be sure to say hello and let me know where you're tuning in in that live chat. I'm your host, JV. Today is August 29, 2023, and we have a fantastic show for you today. As you can see, the entire market is pumping. We got Bitcoin up over 7% for the day in the forest green, hovering just under 28,000. We have Ether up 5%, trading back above $1,700. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're currently sitting at $1.11 trillion up about 6% for the day with about 50 billion in volume at the past 24 hours, literally up 110% with the Bitcoin dominance at 49.1% and the Ether dominance at 18.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers at the past 24 hours, we have BCH up 17%, trading at $222, followed by Block Stacks up 12%, trading just above 51 cents, followed by TonCoin up 11%, trading at $1.66. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, literally, it looks like like 100 out of 100, or I'd say 99 of the top 100 tokens are in the green and pumping like a mofo with Hex leading the pack, up literally over 20%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 39. Yesterday was a 39 in fear, last week a 37, last month a 52, which is neutral. So there you have it exciting times in the crypto market. I live for days like this. So let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts and why Bitcoin is pumping along with the entire crypto market right now. Bitcoin near two-week highs August 29th as news hit that the digital asset manager Grayscale had won the lawsuit against United States regulators. Now, if you didn't know, Grayscale is the largest holder of Bitcoin in the entire world, currently with over 400,000 BTC. 
BTC in their possession. So this is a pretty big deal. Right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one day candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View captured the instant price reaction to the event with the Bitcoin price gaining $1,700 in literally around 30 minutes. The news upended a stale Bitcoin trading environment that had endured after the snap losses in mid-August. A ruling by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit stated that the U.S. SEC and uh, they were wrong to reject the application by Grayscale to launch the ETF using the Bitcoin spot price as its basis. Quitting them here, the denial of Grayscale's proposal was arbitrary and capricious because the SEC failed to explain its different treatment of similar products. We therefore grant Grayscale's petition and vacate the order, a massive W for the entire crypto industry and a big L, a big fat L for the SEC. Now, Grayscale thus joins the waiting list of firms seeking to launch what would become the first Bitcoin spot ETF with the SEC yet to approve any other application. Now, data from Binance order book uploaded to X by monitoring resource material indicators covered the uptick with all the order classes boosting the buy-in and what the market was lacking, which is liquidity, quitting them here, a six-month view of the order book data shows thin liquidity to the upside that should quite easy uh, to exploit for the retest to the 30s. Now, we have yet to see enough sentiment to do that because the market fears what will happen if Bitcoin starts printing lower lows. Now, continuing the reaction, we had crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, who shared the following. This might sound weird, but we could be on the verge of a start of a bull cycle with this news, and it does seem to be this way. And also shared here, uh, Michael Sunshine. thank you to everyone who has been on this journey with us, especially our investors. We are grateful for your support and encouragement. Next up, our legal team is actively reviewing the court's opinion. So currently, GBTC, which is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust share price, literally up over 17% at this time, as you can see it pumping on this chart. So there you have it. Pretty major news uh, coming uh, all across the crypto sphere. Hence, again, why the market is pumping so much. And we're on the cusp of recapturing 28,000 as support. So onwards and upwards. Now let's break down our next story of the day in a little more detail and discuss this grayscale win versus the SEC, which is, again, a major deal, hence why the market is pumping. Crypto asset management giant Grayscale has scored a major victory against the U.S. SEC in its efforts to convert its over-the-counter GBTC application into a listed Bitcoin ETF. According to August 29th court filings, they go on to share, actually just quoting Sun and Shine here, the D.C. Circuit ruled in favor of Grayscale in our lawsuit challenging the SEC's decision to deny GBTC's conversion to an ETF. So take that, Gary Gensler. Thanks to everyone who has been on this journey with us. And then continuing, on June 29th, the SEC denied Grayscale's application to convert GBTC into the spot ETF. The next day, Grayscale senior legal strategist, former U.S. Solicitor General Donald Varel Jr., filed a petition for the review of the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. At the time, the CEO, Michael Sunshine of Grayscale, said in a statement that the firm was deeply disappointed and vehemently disagreed with the SEC. SEC's decision to deny their application. Grayscale is the largest over-the-counter traded Bitcoin fund in the world with over $14 billion in assets under management. Again, they control over 400,000 BTC. Earlier in the year, shares of GBTC traded at nearly a 50% discount to the net asset value due to the firm's then ongoing litigation with the SEC and credit concerns regarding its parent digital currency group uh, company. 
Now, in October of 2022, Grayscale terminated material agreements with its partner and digital currency broker Genesis Global. And on November 16th, 2022, Genesis Global paused withdrawals, citing unprecedented market turmoil amid the collapse of crypto exchange, FTX. The firm was also impacted by the collapse of Singaporean crypto hedge fund, Three Arrows Capital, with $1.2 billion debt owed to Genesis, still unpaid. And in January of this year, it was disclosed that D. CG owes creditors over $3 billion. And so considering a $500 million venture capital portfolio sale, Genesis Global owes $900 million alone to users of crypto exchange Gemini's earn program. So there you have it. Now the million dollar question becomes, what spot ETF will likely be approved first? Will it be Grayscale's conversion from the GBTC to a spot Bitcoin ETF here in the United States? Will it be BlackRock? There's a lot of competitors. The dominoes are starting to fall and the Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. So let me know how you feel this is likely to play out. All I know is this is amongst the most bullish news we can receive as there's literally trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines just awaiting to enter uh, Bitcoin, kind of like Bruce Lee into the dragon, just saying. Anyways, fam, now let's break down the latest. Actually, this is breaking news I wanted to share with you. Uh, X formerly known as Twitter, is now licensed to store, transfer, and exchange Bitcoin, as well as digital assets for its users. So you can see the Bitcoin adoption and game theory continuing over with Elon Musk, which we love to see. Now let's discuss more breaking news. BitBoy Crypto, the largest crypto YouTube channel with roughly 1.5 million subs. He got fired from his own channel? How is that even possible? Well, let's break down the rumor mill and what's going on right now uh, with the largest crypto YouTuber in the world. The parent of Hit Network, which controls the BitBoy crypto brand, has cut ties with its public face, Ben Armstrong, citing issues surrounding substance abuse and financial damage to employees. In an August 28th announcement on YouTube and social media channels, a spokesperson said the company reached this decision following efforts to assist Armstrong during his relapse into substance abuse. Expressing regret for the end of the business relationship, the firm claimed Armstrong had inflicted emotional, physical, and financial damage on Hit employees and others in the space. Now, I haven't heard any official announcement here from BitBoy as of yet, so we'll see how accurate some of these you know, allegations are. The announcement did not elaborate on any indictments that may have led to the end of the business relationship with Armstrong. The crypto YouTuber had been involved in a class action lawsuit in which investors claim Armstrong and other influencers allegedly promoted FTX without revealing compensation from the exchange. And amid the lawsuit, court filings suggested Armstrong issued threats against lawyers representing the plaintiffs and openly mocked a federal judge's authority by not appearing in court as ordered. The case was stayed on June 16th. Now, using his platform with more than a million followers uh, and YouTube subs, Armstrong insulted high-profile figures, including European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde. I mean, who hasn't insulted her and Gary Gensler? I mean, anyways, in August of 2022, he filed a defamation suit against YouTuber Erling Mengshul, also known as Atozi, but dropped the case after he raised more than 200000 for his his defense. So he is no stranger, obviously, to controversy. Now, many X and YouTube users reacted with support for Armstrong following the August 28th announcement, expressing concern with the future of the BitBoy crypto brand without its most recognizable face. Armstrong launched his YouTube channel back in February of 2018. And as of August 2023, the BitBoy crypto brand had a total social reach of more than 3.3 million followers. So that's a tragedy in of itself. A 
Imagine building up something from scratch to millions of followers and then losing it all and being fired from your own company. It kind of reminds me of the story of Steve Jobs when he was, uh, I guess the board of directors voted him out of the company and then he went and founded Pixar and then he went back to the company more financially successful than ever before for the perfect fairy tale story. But how do you think things will likely play out uh, for BitBoy? Were you a fan? Were you watching his YouTube channel? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below. Do you think he really relapsed or do you think this is nothing more than mere allegations and a takeover and a coup as he once described it as? Let me know your honest thoughts in those comments right down below. And now let's discuss our next breaking story of the day. The macro guru, Raul Powell, predicting the Bitcoin price action, looking very reminiscent to a time when we soared over 200%. So let's break this down and welcome to everyone in the live chat. We have over 300 people here live just on YouTube, a bunch of people over on Rumble. So you got to smash that like. I greatly appreciate it. It helps out tremendously with the algorithm. So in a blog post, the macro guru says, Bitcoin's 30-day historical volatility just moved below 20 for the first time since the start of this year. Powell says hitting the 20 level had historically set the scene for the king crypto to go on a huge run in the succeeding months quoting him here, after a strong start to the year, 60% to 100% rises, the crypto markets have been completely dead over the summer. This 20 level had always produced huge moves over the subsequent two to four months. April of 2016, 83% plus in two months. October of 2016, 85% plus in two months. March of 2019, 214% plus in three months. July of 2020, 102% plus in four four months. In January of 2023 this year, 85% plus in just three months. That's literally 90 days. So Raul Powell is keeping a close watch on the Bollinger Bands, which is a widely used volatility indicator. And according to the macro guru, Bitcoin's Bollinger Bands are currently the tightest on record as it hovers close to the 20 level as well. Quitting him here, only one other month historically have we ever been below 25, which was back in April of 2016. And back then, Bitcoin went on a rally 44x into the 2017 high. Now, holy moly, can someone run the math for me? What if, hypothetically speaking, the Bitcoin price uh, went on a run 44x from today's price of roughly 28,000? Run the math, and I'll be reading this out loud in a little bit as I check comments towards the end of the show. And now for some predictions for Ethereum. Looking at Ethereum, Powell says that the leading smart contract platform continues to trade within a bullish continuation pattern despite the market-wide correction over the past few weeks, quitting him here. Additionally, as we highlighted last week, ETH also seems to be forming a large bull flag pattern. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the bullish sentiment of the macro guru. And which cryptocurrency are you most bullish on right now? Bitcoin, Ethereum, another altcoin? Let me know your honest thoughts. And again, let me know where you're tuning in from in the live chat as we continue to climb. I greatly appreciate everyone's support. Now let's discuss this $100,000 target for the King Crypto, surpassing the market cap of gold. And then we'll break down the latest from the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, and his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction, as well as his latest predictions overall. And then we'll dive into our live Q&A as the market continues to pump. Hopefully, we'll be above 28,000 before the end of the show. Send it. Now, let's uh, get into this next story of the day right here. As you can see on your screen, the next Bitcoin halving event, which is scheduled to be in roughly six months. And the consensus opinion amongst analysts and investors is that the halving will send the Bitcoin price to a new all-time high of above 
six figures per coin. That's $100,000. Send it. Let's go. Despite this belief, the absence of fresh inflow of the crypto market, the current macroeconomic headwinds, and Bitcoin's recent price action below 30000 do not inspire much confidence in this theory in the short term. Well, at least before this recent pump, right? In a recent interview with Paul Barron, Hut Ace Vice President Sue Ennis shared her thoughts on how the Bitcoin price will rise above $100,000 per coin in the next year and how the upcoming halving will impact Bitcoin miners. Now, Hut 8 currently has a balance of 9,152 BTC in their reserve, of which 8,300 is unencumbered. And the company installed ASIC hash rate capacity sits at 2.6 hashes per second. And Hut 8 mined 44.6 BTC just in July. So in the interview, Barron inquired whether rising Bitcoin difficulty for miners could induce a fresh wave of sell pressure against BTC. And citing data from hash rate index, Barron observed that the spikes in Bitcoin difficulty were followed by drops in the Bitcoin price. Now, Barron's question if miners were selling Bitcoin as a result of the upcoming halving created a need for more efficient ASICs and whether the Bitcoin pre and post halving price action would not be as bullish as investors expected. Quoting Ennis here, there is a lot of really unprecedented dynamics that are happening now in the mining space. What's interesting is hash rate continues to come online. Despite Bitcoin price trading and a certain ban, we are still seeing the hash rate increase. That's right, continues to hit new all-time highs. And she goes on, what's changed now is that we are seeing Bitcoin price come down a little, but the hash rate continues to go up. I think what's really exciting and different is we're seeing a tremendous amount of new entrants into the global Bitcoin network. So welcome to everyone just joining the Bitcoin network. NS referenced six gigawatts of nuclear and renewable energy being generated in the Middle East and in with the region's governments exploring Bitcoin mining as an option. More hash rate is coming online in a way that is somewhat price agnostic. This is drastically different from how publicly traded US-based and more forward-facing miners operate. So in order to stay afloat after the halving, Ennis suggested that the miners need to be in a position to avoid being single-threaded. An example, they need more than one way of earning revenue beyond just mining BTC. Revenue diversification would include exploring various artificial intelligence applications, dedicating some warehouse rack space to GPUs for companies specializing in AI training and possibly offering industrial-level ASIC repair services or even participating in demand response initiatives with large energy producers and distributors. Now let's discuss the higher prices, which are programmed thanks to the halving and eventual Bitcoin ETF. Send it. Crypto investors have waited years for the launch of a spot Bitcoin ETF and even with the recent influx of apps and approval by the US SEC remains elusive. Despite the history of delays and denials, and has said that a spot ETF coming to the market that's incredibly bullish for the asset class, but she also cautioned that an approval could create sell pressure on the miners' equities, given that mining stocks have often been used as a proxy investment to Bitcoin. So regarding the percentage chance of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval by the end of this year, here's what she had to share. Definitely better than 50. The real reason for my opinion on that is that BlackRock threw its hat in the ring. BlackRock being powerful and the largest asset manager in the world, for them to throw their hat in the ring and say, this is what we want and the amount of clout they have had in the markets and past initiatives has been so tremendous. So I think for them to make this call, that is a real bullish signal. That's right. And regarding a potential target for the Bitcoin price, here's what she had to share. I definitely do think we can see in this next cycle, a $100,000 cost per Bitcoin. And that's based on if Bitcoin were to capture even two to 5% of gold's $13 trillion 
in place for institutional portfolios, if Bitcoin were able to capture even 2 to 3% of the gold market cap, that would be incredibly accretive to the price and push it north of $100,000 per coin. So there you have it. Send it. Let me know your honest thoughts with the Bitcoin having scheduled to be in April of 2024, roughly six months out. Do you think it's realistic that we can still hit six figures, $100,000 plus per Bitcoin by this time, as many analysts are suggesting and predicting? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now we have close to 400 people here in the live chat. Don't forget to smash that like. And again, I greatly appreciate y'all support. Y'all are amazing. Much love and much respect. Now let's break down our featured story of the day. And that's the latest from the high priest of Bitcoin, the one and only Max Kaiser. He recently made a prediction that he believes the Bitcoin price will soar to a million dollars per coin. So I want to share some of his thoughts. He goes on to share this country, referring obviously to El Salvador, will be debt free by 2030 with Bitcoin and geothermal Bitcoin mining. And at this current moment, they're setting up shop for the geothermal energy while they introduce other alternatives for you know uh, solar and other ways of clean energy to be mining Bitcoin. He also went on to share that countries around the world are beginning to accumulate and mine Bitcoin as the world of fiat money and central banks disintegrate. With the benefit of President Nigel Bokele's new laws, such as making Bitcoin legal tender, we have the ability to lead the world and arguably become the richest country in the world. So shout out to all the people of El Salvador. Kaiser has been a very vocal proponent of Bitcoin as a currency, declaring that all fiat currencies are going to zero compared to Bitcoin. Kaiser explained that Volcano Energy's market cap will grow to $50 billion, exceeding El Salvador's GDP, which is estimated to be roughly $29 billion. This growth will be powered by the rise of the price of Bitcoin to $1 million per coin, he says. He qualified this prediction as a mathematical certainty. And now some, for some more great quotes, I recently transcribed the recent interview he did with Swan Bitcoin. Here's what Max Kaiser had to share. With Bitcoin, it's kind of the end of price discovery because everything will be priced in Bitcoin eventually. Preach. Everything goes to zero against Bitcoin. And so for someone like myself who has been following this for 40 years, the finance markets, technology, Bitcoin is the holy grail. It is the end all. I would say my compatriot in all of this is Michael Saylor. And when you hear Michael Saylor talk, he talks about the aesthetics of Bitcoin, the beauty of Bitcoin. He speaks about it in a way I think carries the torch from the Max and Stacey Herbert of 2011. He started buying it, I guess, when it was 10,000 or 12,000 or so in the 2020 era. So here we are there from 2011 to 2020. And I think he's kind of carried the torch from 2020 in a lot of ways, introducing Bitcoin to massive pools of capital, including Elon Musk, fam. I'm surprised that more companies haven't followed his lead, giving the upbreak in inflation we have had exactly as Saylor predicted, the melting ice cube, as he called it at that time, which is exactly what happened. Well, I guess we can say now we're now in the era where BlackRock and these other major institutions are now looking at Bitcoin. So his work on the institutional level, I guess, is bearing fruit now three years later. Facts. I see in the Middle East, they're starting to recognize Bitcoin. So that's a huge pool of capital. I think all of that oil money will find its way into Bitcoin and be a huge catalyst for high prices. It is a natural way for the oil industry to diversify their portfolio because Bitcoin is essentially energy and the energy eventually gets priced in Bitcoin. And there is a marriage between these two in a big way. So I think it's kind of the answer. I've always been fascinated by price discovery and markets and the architecture of how markets work under the hood. And Bitcoin is such a pristine, perfect money. And I think it's something the humans have been searching for since forever. And now we're seeing it change society on a really fundamental level with the introduction of Bitcoin. A lot of people are freaking out because saying it destroys the status quo and a lot 
of people who have been waiting for it to come along and had the faith that humanity can be saved, they see Bitcoin in those terms. So you have this split going on, which is very exciting. So it just continues on and on. How could you not be interested in Bitcoin? I think that people who were into it earlier and walked away just never got it from the beginning. Once it's categorized as an asset class, we have nothing to do except position ourselves in this asset class. And we already know it's an asset class, fam, right? Either we're going into a small position or a big position, but we cannot ignore it. We cannot not have a position. Now pay close attention to what he shares here. So even 1% of that multi-hundred trillion dollar funds available moves the needle on Bitcoin and it moves it up considerably. So if we get into the 5 10% range, then you start to really see it raise ahead to the seven-figure type predictions that people have been making, including myself, because it is an asset class. Preach. And on the flip side, we have what we saw in the gold market, which is the ability to control price discovery and manipulate prices. It's real through the derivatives market. So the price of gold has been lagging inflation for 20 years because the government around the world don't like gold making their fiat money look bad. So they make it easy for huge funds to manipulate the price of gold and to scalp it and continuously skim profits off of gold, which is what they do almost every single day. You can watch it and see it. In fact, it's pretty clear. And they are very good at keeping the price of gold and silver down. There's something like for every ounce of silver, there's probably 50 ounces worth of derivatives floating in various exchanges around the world that are used to keep the price of silver down because governments don't want gold to race ahead to draw capital out of their fiat money scam and into gold. Now with Bitcoin, we have the ability to pull our private keys, which is not really available with gold. So technically, people can take delivery of gold on these exchanges, but there has never been an organized attempt to do so. That's right. We tried to do it a few years ago with Crash JP Morgan buy gold and silver because after the 2008 financial crisis when JP Morgan and Ended up buying Bear Stearns effectively for nothing. They inherited this huge multi-million short position that Bear Stearns was managing at the behest of presumably the government. The government likes to stay involved. And so I did some calculations and it became clear that if this short position were not covered, the price of silver got to 60 or $70 an ounce. It would bankrupt JP Morgan Chase. So we started this crash JP Morgan buy silver campaign and we got the price of silver from 15 bucks up to $50. So we got it up to the old Hunt Brothers $50 level. Level. And then the Fed, of course, came in and they changed the laws overnight to make it possible for these banks to have and carry much greater short positions in silver. So they printed up a lot of paper silver derivatives and they stopped the run on their bank and the price went back to $15 or so. And so we've seen what is possible to force capitulation in the silver market. But at the end of the day, because the ability to pull your private keys is not like it is with Bitcoin, I don't think it'll ever succeed. Whereas with Bitcoin, you can pull your private keys. Very powerful words coming uh, from Max Kaiser on how the regulators and Wall Street use uh, derivatives, which is classified as financial weapons of mass destruction, according to Warren Buffett, to manipulate the markets. As Max points out, for every ounce of silver, there's 50 ounces worth of derivatives. This is why we don't want futures ETFs for Bitcoin. We need the spot. We need the real deal so that they're holding on to the underlying asset so they can't use it to wreck the investors as Gary Gensler and the SEC is notorious for. But let's continue with some more rants uh, from Max Kaiser as he made some very phenomenal predictions. He also recently shared here in a tweet on August 11th this year, Bitcoin has already and will continue to outperform everything else so spectacularly by 100x or more that anyone holding fiat, stocks, bonds, gold, all the ish coins, property, etc. will literally be impoverished. And he also goes on to share, Bitcoin is designed to be attacked when the EU says we need to attack the price of Bitcoin. That's music to Bitcoiners' ears.
is because all attacks mean greater hash rate, greater security, and higher prices. Preach. And he continues, it's designed to be attacked. The more you attack it, the higher the price goes. So we welcome the EU attacks and the IMF and Christine Lagarde and the central banks and the Federal Reserve Bank. Please attack me so that the price can go to 100000 200000 a million dollars per Bitcoin. Thank you. So there you have it coming directly from the high priest of BTC. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.